Welcome to Media Men Online Comics, a weekly podcast about comics, manga, and related media, and where we give see the news of the week and also give our picks of the week. My name is Rob, um, and how are you doing, Dan? Not bad, Rob. It's really good to be back. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know we are on Twitter at Media Men Online, MediaMen.Podbean.com for full episodes. We're on iTunes as well, and YouTube.com slash C slash Media Men. I mostly post our reviews and some of our news topics up there. Uh, little episodes, five, ten minutes apiece, so those are a lot lot quicker. So We are also joined by Jack from the far, well, not the far east, but semi-east. How you doing, man? <laughs> well, in my part of the world, we don't call this the east at all, but fair enough. Uh, and I'm good, <laughs> thanks, guys. Uh, glad to be back again. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to take us straight into our news topics for the day. So to start off with, we're going to be discussing uh, DC. And it's this is sort of continuing on from Diamond's uh, we discussed last week Diamond's announcement about stopping releasing of physical copies. And so DC has come out to say that digital only comics will continue during Diamond stoppage. Um, the original plan was for them to release all comics digitally, but they've backtracked on that following backlash from comic stores, which is, um, in my opinion, un- understandable. Uh, I'm not sure if you two agree with that. Obviously, I think if everything became digitally available, there would be no physical market for the comic book stores to have any chance of coming back to. I'm not sure how you two feel about yeah, this. But that's, as of right well, now, Diamond Comics is shut down. So everything is pretty much on a hold since they were they kind of had a monopol- monopoly on physical uh, comic production. So yeah. if DC were to continue to release the comics, then comic stores would just go without you know, DC's issues when, when everything starts back up for who knows how long. Uh, DC had, I think, just one issue last week, and it was the uh, Batman the Animated Series uh, comic we talked about. And I think this is good because it kind of, I don't know, it, it keeps comic stores from kind of being screwed over. I, they, they've been screwed over a lot these days, but I just, I kind of would like to see everything get back to normal as soon as possible. And, you know, hopefully none of these places go out of business. But, Rob, what are your thoughts? Well, it, it is such a difficult choice. I mean, we are in uncharted waters. I don't think anybody can fault anyone for decisions being made. You know, this is really unprecedented from, I mean, we've never had this where people could, I mean, theoretically the trucks could get to the comic book stores, but nobody is allowed to go to the stores and buy them. So, yeah. Uh, but, and yet you have these creators, all, all the writers, artists, and everyone else, they've created content. If you don't get them out at some point in time, and if we're just talking about a month, you know, things get delayed a month all the time, you know, due to well, all sorts of things. But if we go past that, you're really going to see where it starts influencing these creators, where they're going to have to try to find other ways of they're making their money. Because they yeah. get paid, they're all independent contractors. I'm. I, I don't think they get paid by the month. You know, they don't. They're not there unless they unless they're, they're employees. Yeah, unless they're doing something else with the company, they're definitely not employees. So, yeah. um, oh, I agree with you, and I think that's you know that's the same globally, regardless of what market you're in. Unless you're in, unless you're a healthcare professional, everything is being affected and impacted. I mean, even in that 
case, but that's for a different reason. You know, economically, everything is being impacted because of the the uncertainty uncertainty around when this ends. You know, even if it wasn't one month, even if everybody said, you know, in two months, you know, the world, everything goes back to normal. Okay, it's longer than people would like, but you have an end date, right? So you have something to work towards or to prepare for. The fact that we have uncertainty is what makes these situations so much harder, regardless of whether it's entertainment, which is what we see here with comic books and games and things like that, or when we look at sport. You know, the reason why so many things are being impacted is because of the uncertainty involved. Uh, And I think that's, you know, a really important point to consider. Right. And on that same note, uh, Marvel has, they've only confirmed that they're not releasing comics this week. Obviously, they're going to take a wait wait and see approach. You know, obviously, with Jack saying the uncertainty, we don't know how long this is going to last, but hopefully, hopefully it's over soon. We can all get back to our normal lives and go on from there. But enough of this. uh, But won't someone think of the fanboys? Come on. I mean, they're just struggling (laughs) out there. I mean, think of all the cliffhangers they've been left on. I I just don't know if they'll be able to make it through another week. (laughs) Rob, the fanboys are loving this because it gives them so much time to get into troll and Twitter wars. All they're having to do right now is, is argue over their shipping Favor, you know, their shipping pairs, who they ship with, who, why they're right, and everyone else is wrong. You know, they're they're loving this from that perspective because they don't have to try and focus on actually reading the new content. They can just bash away with their opinions online. They're not the here. Let's why don't we help them out a little bit? Who's the best Robin? Go. Well, we we need all our fanboys to uh, to to read Gotham High, and DC released a trailer for this uh i guess it's an elseworld story it's just there's there's a lot of reaction to it right now on youtube and have you guys you guys both watched this trailer this uh gotham high yeah i didn't read the, i didn't see the trailer itself i saw an article about the trailer um gotcha. so but it was it was mostly just describing what it was it's it, it's in their young adult line. I think it's similar, if not the same, as the uh, Green Lantern title, the Green Lantern Legacy title, I reviewed a little while ago. So, yep. And it, a lot of people are having a problem with this. So, I mean, shocker, right? But there's currently two point one thousand likes on YouTube, to twenty four thousand dislikes. But I don't necessarily have a problem with the story whatsoever, mm. and. It's not that I'm going to read this unless we're going to do it for parody, because I don't think this is aimed for any of the three of us, but it's just, it's an Elseworlds story. They're trying to do a young adult version of like a new age, young adult version of, of Gotham. And even the school mascot is called the bats. I mean, it's just a, it's a non Batman Bruce Wayne story. And I guess well, maybe it's more focused around Selena Kyle. It seems to be from the trailer, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's her narrating, so it does seem to be uh, possibly from her perspective more. Uh, yeah, which could be interesting. Yeah, and my overall problem with it is not the story, and it's not the weird, like, fantasy about it's it. It's, yeah, it's the, not the gossip girl vibes. <laughs> yeah, it's the aiming. A love triangle at young adults and it's just really weird to me which i mean i guess twilight did that i've never seen those movies but it's about like a girl trying to bang yeah, a vampire yeah, yeah. I'll, and I'll, 
I've I've sadly watched yeah. I've sadly watched those movies before, mainly <laughs> to try and impress a then girlfriend I had, which in some ways probably worked out quite well, but I still don't think it was worth the time I invested in those films now. But anyway, that's probably going to wind some people why, up, so we'll move on from that. Why were you in the theater by yourself, Jack? Do you know what is tragic, right? Is that so the first two I watched with a the then girlfriend, the third one. I got very drunk on a night out with four other male friends and we all went and watched it together. So we all went to watch the third Twilight film as four, five pissed guys in a, in a cinema just in London. And we all walked out afterwards. And obviously we'd sobered up over the course of the film. And we said, what the f*** did we just do that for? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I was about memory, to say, so, did the... Yeah. The question is, did the alcohol make it better or worse? You know... I think it made it. I don't think it made it any more confusing. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it was still <laughs> a crap bit. Um, yeah, no. We, we we walked out and then just said, "Yeah." At the time, I think we agreed to never speak of it again. But I, I've just done that on a podcast, so that's out the window. Anyway, it's staying in. Oh, I was expecting it to. <laughs> yeah, my wife says she always plays a drinking game with those movies. I don't. I don't really know which point, but she says she makes it about twenty-five minutes in before her and her friends are too drunk to continue. So, <laughs> must be pretty good. <laughs> I, I think the greater the greater issue at large, though, with this with this series and any series like this, is people like to get upset at things that aren't for them anymore. Yep. You know. I mean, yeah. I, I mean you, you see this every once in a while of like, I, I think the, the last one that I really remember it being was for the, uh, they were, they, they made a, uh, they remade Thundercats. Was it for cartoon network? And they were all like chibi styles and mm-hmm. you had people in their thirties complaining about this and you're going, it's not for you. Yeah, you know, no, exactly. it's nice if exactly. you would like it as well. It would be nice if it would go with what you guys remembered as it being from your childhood. Like when I've seen, like the latest like Transformers series doesn't do anything for me because it's just a little too car- cartoony for kids. Mm-hmm. But it's not for me. Yeah. It's right. not. You know, they're not trying to get my demographic. Yeah. Same thing with this yeah. one. I mean, I mean, who can? Uh, like we have that much to worry about. You know yeah. that. That, that that and and I agree with you maybe like but I mean also love triangles have been around they're, they're not new right. you know just just, no, just I was because... about to say yeah love yeah I agree love triangles have been around for you know pretty much all medium for hundreds of years you know especially exactly. in plays or novels yeah. so it's not yeah it's nothing new I mean and, and in comic Europeans books. are doing those by the age of twelve so that's nothing new for you guys. Wow, he's just totally <laughs> going with the stereotypes now. My goodness. Yep. But I mean, no, I just go back to 12. No, it might be 14, but yeah, anyway, go on. Sorry, go on. <laughs> well, all we have to say is Archie, Andrews, Veronica, and Betty. I mean, that's uh, how yeah. far back it goes in comics. That's fair. You know, enough. just because it's one yeah, girl yeah. and two guys versus the, 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 the other way. Yeah. You know, should these characters be done in this type of thing? Yeah. But it'd be better for them to create something new. But I, why doesn't you know? The, to be fair, what, it would. Whilst it, yeah, sorry, sorry, Rob. But whilst no, no, it would go, be go, better, go, go. Whilst it would be better at the same time, that isn't the idea about to use characters in different ways. The opportunity to to you know to show that characters can be put into any story. And okay, I, you know, I agree. For a lot of people, they won't like this just because of the premise of it. But this could be a 
you know, a very good story for the setting, and it may actually show the characters in a way that, that some people could get behind, depending on how well it's written. I don't necessarily think um, a character can't fit into any story. I just think it depends on how well written it is. Agreed. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my feeling on it as well. It's like it's an Elseworlds story. It's not canon, so I don't care. Aim it, aim it at who you want. Do do with it what you want. And I guess the love triangle thing. I guess that's just you know maybe that. It's kind of a, a fantasy of, I don't know if you guys know this, but I was never a high school girl, so I, I'm not sure. But <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah, know. I no, just, I, I mean, yeah. it's but just, I mean, a, even, it's a whole thing. People are, people think, are freaking yeah. out like usual and it's not a That's big the deal. Problem. If they the said, problem. this people... is, this is main storyline Batman going forward. Okay. Now we can, now we can start talking about it being a problem, but it's just an it's an alternate story using some of the characters names not even their full identities and such and we discussed this before we started but Jack Napier was used as Joker's name in the original Michael Keaton movie but not very much since right I I, I can't yeah, think of another time of it was no, I think they've teased think it like certain writers will tease it and bring it back in, but never as in this is who he is, you know, yeah. so certainly not. Yeah, and I was yeah, I was reading somewhere where people had a problem with the ages, right? Uh cat one uh, sorry, Selena Kyle Selena is sixteen, yeah, Bruce seventeen and Jack eighteen. But mm-hmm. that's kind of that's sophomore, junior, and senior in high school. That's not yeah, it's completely not normal. Yeah. No, I, I don't understand that. You know, to, to me, um, people within one or two eight year you know years of age within a school setting means they're probably only a year or so apart in schooling terms, right? But it's perfectly normal to date somebody the year above or year below you. I don't really yeah, see what the two, issue is. Two years is yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, especially towards the end of schooling, it's 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 considered normal, right? I mean, I don't. I, I, I mean, don't if see Bruce the was twenty five and she was six, oh yeah, no, that's then, different. Then we got to talk. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but then at the same time, if Bruce was 25 and she was 18, we wouldn't have to talk. Right. So this is what I mean. So it's. Just, I think it's not necessarily the ages. I think it's the... That's the problem. It's yeah. like she's, she's too young. If she was one or two years old, like if she was 18 and the other two were 17, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Sure. Plus, I mean, there's they're, they're not, people are having a problem with it because they're trying they're trying to add their own modern sexuality or the sexuality of the of the characters as adults. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody's saying yeah. that these characters are going to in, into an adult setting. You know, there's right. no there, there's no reason that it just simply isn't. I go with one person to the prom and I'm kissing another one under the bleachers after the football game. You know, that's not necessarily yeah. salacious. You know, it, it's no, no, no. people are trying to people no. are finding things. It, it's just like anything else. People fi- have a reaction to something and then they come up with reasons to, outside of it's, you know outside yeah. of it's yeah exactly outside of it's not my it's not my batman you know and just say yeah. all you need to do is say i'm not gonna read this that's it and let's oh, be honest exactly. they never say batman in this they just right. use bruce wayne's name they never say batman catwoman well you know well in the trailer it mentions batman though doesn't it so that's why i said I well earlier because so. i thought Am I being mad, or did I? It was such in an article I read. I thought in the trailer that they mentioned Batman as well. Oh, in the description of the trailer they do, but not in the trailer itself. I don't. I don't remember seeing oh, okay. anything about Batman. 
It's just okay. Bruce, Jack, Selena. So it's whatever. I mean, it, I'd be a bit of annoyed if this was mainline Batman. But would I have a riot about it on YouTube? No. I mean, just, would you though, really? I mean, they've done more stupid things before yes, with Batman. I would be annoyed if this was main Batman. Let's I'm only see. seeing four-page previews. So, oh, geez. April 7th, 2020. Tentatively. Uh, yeah. This is on Amazon, but I don't know how that's going to work. Do they, do they the have DC, the yeah. Yeah. yeah, so on the DC Comics site, again, it says April 7, 2020. They haven't changed their date yet. But, I mean, it's it's not a digital comic, though, is it? It wasn't uh, supposed to be. paperback and digital, but, again, we, we had just discussed DC not, not releasing any, yeah. any digital, not, digital new issues. Yeah. If Amazon yeah, that's what I mean. is in stock then I'm not exactly sure how this works. But Would they already have it in stock, though? For... Yes, I don't know. So, tentatively, April 7, 2020, which is, what, next next Tuesday? Yep. So, I, I don't know what we're going to get, but that's the original release date, and I, I know we're not going to be back to normal by then, so I guess we'll, no. we'll see there. And we have one more topic, and I just want to bring this up for the benefit of the listeners. Because last week was the last week of physical issues for a little while. So I, I I bought a few more issues than I originally would have. And one of them was The Amazing Spider-Man number 42. And this was part two of a, I believe it's a six-part uh, story arc. And mm-hmm. so I went back and read Amazing Spider-Man number 41. And it was a boomerang kind of not really an origin story but it was a, it was centered around boomerang who's peter parker's room like the actual man is peter parker's roommate peter knows he's boomerang boomerang obviously doesn't know peter spider-man and right. it's a whole thing about how boomerang came into into possession of a some sort of mystical item but the entire thing is centered around boomerang okay fair enough so then I go and read issue 42, which I purchased last week, and it's centered around the villain that they run into at the end of issue 41 named Gog and how he got there. So I just thought it was really strange that in a six-part story arc, there's an issue centered around Boomerang and an issue centered around Gog, which is the villain's name. Where's yep. Spider-Man? I mean, he's in it, but as a secondary character. So I just thought it was kind of strange and it was really boring. Those two issues mixed in. If it was two or three issues centered around Spider-Man, one of these, then two more issues, you you know, in a, in a six part series, but two back to back for four bucks a piece. When you want to read about Spider-Man, not worth it. So, Steer clear out there. You could probably start this this series with the next issue. I don't know when we're getting it, but it's just it was really Dan, who's the writer of this? This is uh Nick Spencer. Oh. He's, yeah. he's I usually like his stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and his run up until this point has been pretty good. It's just I don't know. It and the whole the dynamic between Boomerang and Spider Man is just like Boomerang's kind of a fan, but he's also a villain. It's it's really odd. I, I don't know. 
it's it's not worth the eight bucks. I'll I'll keep you guys posted when issue forty three finally does come out. Maybe we'll get a uh, Doctor Octopus's little brother origin story. I don't know, but we'll see. But yeah, Amazing Spider Man, Nick Spencer, and I don't I don't know off the top of my head who does the art, but. If you're interested in those two characters, pick them up because the the individual stories themselves aren't too bad. But when you want to read Spider Man, you know you expect some. <laughs> you you Spider Man, <laughs> yeah. Well, Dan, you you see what happens when you try to do a good thing for your uh, local comic book shop? You end up reading garbage. He has a psychic level of appearance. Yeah, but in the in issue forty two, he's barely mm-hmm. in it because the entire I would say out of the 22 pages, 19 of them are based in a different world and a pastime centered around Gog, a character you don't care about. It is kind of a touching little story, but it's just it's it's not what you want to read. If it was if it was in a 12 issue graphic novel, these two stories, you know, to to help help bolster what you're going to read. Fine. Right. Yeah. My goodness. All right, everybody. Well, this is our main topic of the week. Um, since, as we mentioned before, um, we don't know the current state of new comics coming into into everybody's homes. Um, for Jack's side, that we we have not heard anything about manga not not getting getting out there. But um, yep. from a from our from our perspective, you know, there's not a lot of new stuff. So the now's the good time to revisit favorites. Um, so we hear uh, the the crack staff here at Media Men Online Comics. Uh, we've come up with um, not only a bunch of things to go back and read, but ones that will not set your wallet back too far. Um, we 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 know that you know money is tight right now. Everybody, even if you still have are working, you know now's not the time to be blowing a lot of money on you know digital or or stuff from amazon sent to your house so these are all things you can get digitally and they're quite reasonable all three of mine that i'll be going through are on uh comiXology unlimited which is are they're still having the uh damn they're still having the trial. uh yeah they're, they there's they have a 60 day free trial for a comiXology unlimited if you don't know what that is um comiXology unlimited um for a for a single price per month allows you to view any titles in their unlimited section. I'd say probably, probably at least 150 titles or so. Would you say? Oh yeah. There's a ton you can, and you can borrow up to, I think 40 at a time. And on top of all that, they give you discounts. I think it's a 15% discount on any issues that are not on their uh, free or unlimited uh, plan. Yeah. Very good. So a um, bunch of mine are um, our indie favorites from, from Comixology Unlimited. Um, once on, so if you just sign up for the 60-day free trial, now you do have to give them your, a valid credit card to re- read the titles. But other than that, um, it, but it's tied into your Amazon account. If, that's, if you have a Comixology account, that's always tied into your Amazon account. So once you sign up for this, you'll be able to read these for free. Um, so the first series that I'm going to talk about, the I recommend trying out with Volume One, is a series from that started in the '90s um, called "Strangers in Paradise" by Terry Moore. Uh, this was an indie darling back in the '90s. Uh, Terry Moore is a self-publisher um, along the lines of uh, Jeff Smith, who did Bone. 
um, um, Oh, I can't remember the third one, but anyway, so he draws and writes the stories all themselves and he's still going on this series. He's, he went away from it for a few years and it is back now, but strangers in paradise is the tale of two, two, uh, female friends from high school named, uh, Francine and Kachu and they, uh, and they, uh, Katrina Chuvansky is the name, but her nickname is Kachu and they basically become roommates um, in that, in the post sort of post college years, uh, and it is, it is, it, it is a relationship story between Francine and Kachu and all the, t- t- uh, twists and turns that that takes. I don't want to spoil anything. The artwork on the pencil lines on this is absolutely gorgeous. Jack, if you read this one and I told you for those UK, uh, those anybody in the UK, this is available on. Where did I say, Jack? It was available for just a dollar. Was it Comixology it was itself? Paradise? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So on Comixology, if you're in the UK, you unfortunately Comixology Unlimited is not something you can access. But this is available for one for not one dollar, 99, 99 pence. You said right? Yes. So I want to be I want to be right about the price there. So anyway, very very inexpensive. Um, Jack, you will really like the, um, the, the, the lines. It's a black and white comic book. Um, it's very, the artwork's really well done. Terry Moore is, goes out of his way to draw realistic human bodies and has a lot of fun with that. So this has to be something that's, I'm sorry. With the anatomy, you mean? Yes, exactly. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. And, and all of his characters are really well deep, are, are really, are really, are very deep characters. The first book, the first volume is uh, very much of a relationship book. Very, fu- very funny um, slice of life. The second one goes much darker and is one of the most strongly emotional stories I've ever read. Um, highly recommended. Um, that is volume two is also available on Comixology Unlimited. Uh, did, they didn't have that inexpensive price for the on the Comicsology UK, so so we'll see about that. But um, so full give, of give, yeah, so give it a try. Uh, that's what I would recommend. And now we'll take it over to Dan's recommendation. My first recommendation of three. All three of mine are also on Comicsology Unlimited, and the first one is Superior Spider-Man Volume One by Dan Slott and Ryan Stegman. So, full disclosure, this is my favorite Spider-Man series that I've ever read, and I've read a lot. I followed Spider-Man for a very long time, so uh, this one follows the the events of the story arc called Dying Wish, which is Otto Octavius' body is dying, and he was inside of uh, sort of an iron lung type octopus. his entire body was was used by the octopus instead of the normal Octavius you're used to where it's him with four legs. It was like an iron lung type cocoon where you could only see his head with eight legs. So it was a kind of end of life. And he finds a way at the end of that. This is obviously spoilers for Dying Wish, but he finds a way to swap consciousness with Peter Parker. So while he's dying on his last breaths, he becomes Peter Parker and Peter seemingly is transferred into Octavius's dying body. And then he does die. And Otto Octavius dies at the end of dying wish. And 
the story of Superior Spider-Man follows Otto Octavius as Peter Parker. And where it gets really interesting is he's kind of a better Spider-Man than Peter Parker is. <laughs> like, uh, essentially, a more not better in terms of more likable or anything like that, but a more efficient Spider-Man. He, he uses his, auto, his Autobots and all that. It, obviously, he changes them to Spider-Bots, but he uses those more efficiently. He... We'll get into this. Um, I don't know if Rob mentioned this, but all of these we're going to review, do full reviews on upcoming episodes because yeah. we don't know when we're getting, you know, normal comics back. So I just I, I highly recommend this one. It's it's really interesting because the Spider-Man we all know, Peter Parker, it takes everything and just flips it. So it's it's really interesting. I think it's a thirty-seven. Superior Spider-Man's like 37, 39 issues, something like that. Uh, but this first volume is, it really gets everything started. And especially if you go back and read Dying Wish, I did not check if that one was on Comixology Unlimited. Apologize for that. But if, if you read into that, it really gets you invested into this story. So because you don't know what to do. You don't know whether to root for or against Peter because you you know what's going on and it's no it's Peter. really interesting. Yeah. So, uh, Jack, we'll move on to you for your first. Yeah, they both sounded like very good picks, I have to say. So, I've got a fair bit to live up to. So, my first pick is for Buckman. Um, so, this is on the Shonen Jump app. The, all of my recommendations will be on the Shonen Jump app because that's easiest thing to, to do for this it's you know you can either try things out the first three chapters or something for free or you pay 2.99 a month and you can read as much as you want so my first pick is Buckleman uh, and again start off with chapter one to three for the free element if you want so this is written by Tsugumi Oba and illustrated by Takeshi Obata and so what that duo means is that it's the same people that created Death Note for those that are interested in that um, and but this is a very different story sorry I'm very uh, Death Notes. Sorry, don't mean to derail you, but it's my no, favorite no. anime of all time. Yeah, yeah. so Bakuman is created by the creators of Death Note. It's a very different story, though. So Bakuman focuses on um, Mashiro and uh, and a guy who comes up to him who wants to write stories, but he doesn't want to be a novelist. He wants to create manga. So basically, the story centers around these two guys um, in high school that decide they want to try to create manga together, and it goes from there really. And it's 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 a manga written by manga creators. It's a, it's, a, it's 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 written by the partnership that created Death Note about two people that end up forming a partnership to create manga for Shonen Jump, and all the struggles involved with that. So a lot of this is based on real life experiences of them or on like, you know, slightly dramified things, versions of things that have happened or stories and tales I've heard from other people in the, in the community. But it's, it's very interesting because it, it gets you really hyped up almost as if it's like a battle manga at some points. Um, but at the same time, it's just about people that are creating the manga and, and their own struggles and the things that they have to go through. So I actually really love this. And the reason why I've recommended it. So what I've tried to recommend is only stories that have been completed um, because obviously there's a lot of ongoing stories and, and generally speaking i've talked about you know every week pretty much i've talked about a, an ongoing story on um the shonen jump app so i'm trying to more recommend to people some of the some stories that have already ended and see that goes from there um but yeah there's pretty much all i can say about backman i do enjoy it and i think it's different and people will enjoy it 
but yeah, so coming back round to you, Robin, your first, your second rather decision and pick. Certainly. Uh, my next pick is uh, Descender. This is much more recent. Um, this is je- written by Jeff Lemire. Um, it is the st- story of it's an alternative world um, where it's it takes place in a multi um multi a multi world galaxy where that has experienced a robot apocalypse where robots from another world have come and basically destroyed the galactic empire as it exists and it's a obviously a science fiction story the um the the the, the art in this is by Dustin Nagoyan I Please forgive me if I've butchered that uh, that 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 name, um, but the it is really one of the best things I've read in the last few years. A uh, great story, some really compelling characters about wh- wh- where um, there, there's one robot, this one uh, child companion robot, it might be the key to saving humanity. And you then explore the different worlds of the people trying to reclaim this robot when they're sort of teetering on the brink of utter destruction from the, from these giant um, robot robots from beyond from, from an earlier uh, civilization who's, who's come around. Are they trying to communicate or what are they trying to do? And just real, some real intrigue. Everybody ends up on all the characters end up shuffling throughout the series as to what their allegiances are. And a, very good take on different trends in our current society as the, as the best science fiction does highly, highly recommended. Um, I love anything almost by Jeff Lemire right now. And the, 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 the artwork in this is really gorgeous. I, it looks like, I, I think it's painted, but I, I'm, I'm not well enough for all I know. There's artists that can, that are doing things with, with inks. That's diff- that makes it seem like it's painted over the line. So, but either way, Really well done. Uh, recommended for anybody. You don't need to, you don't need any bit of knowledge except for enjoying science fiction to even to dive into this one. So, and and as we said, free on Comicsology and and usually pretty inexpensive. If you want the if you want the uh, if you want it on Amazon as well, I would imagine that's it. I remember looking; it's probably under ten dollars on Amazon for the for the paperback. And they just he just started the sequel to the series called Ascender, um, and I. To t- talk about that would spoil too much. So, but but yes, definitely reach out and grab this one. Awesome. Yeah, that's one of the best things about these is they're very low risk. Obviously, free on Comixology and the uh, Viz. It looks like Viz Media is doing a dollar ninety nine promotion now, so it's mm, even cheaper. Even cheaper. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So these are very low risk, but high praise from all of us. So, uh, very interested to get to, into Descender. Um, so my second pick is Siege, which is a big Marvel crossover mm-hmm. from yeah. uh, January 2010 to May 2010. It's by Brian Bendis. Uh, did the writing Jim Chung and Oliver, Olivier Coipel did the art. And this follows the this is the culmination of the Dark Reign storyline in which Norman Osborn has an Iron Man suit. And I'm sure most of you out there remember the Iron Patriot from Iron Man 3, the movie. Uh, this is where it originated, I believe. And Norman Osborn is the Iron Patriot. And he runs Hammer. And he is he's kind of in charge. He's, he's kind of Secretary of Defense to the President. And 
it is real weird. So he has a team of Dark Avengers, which include the Sentry. This was my introduction to the Sentry, which is basically bipolar Superman. Is that a good way to put it, Rob? <laughs> um, yeah, sure, go with it. It's... Uh, yeah, he's he's a he's an interesting character. Ares, uh, the god of war, I guess is supposed to replace Thor. So these are all oh, versions of absolutely petrified. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, he just he's not a very good Ares. He's not, he doesn't no. seem that much of a warrior. <laughs> yeah, he he has a cool moment in this story. Um, Moonstone as Miss Marvel, Venom, and I know what you're thinking, Jack, but I cannot stand matt gargan's venom i absolutely detest it i i, I enjoy flash venom thompson you don't like what's that there's a venom you don't like yeah the original scorpion was venom for a little while after eddie brock got cancer seemingly from the venom symbiote uh right. it was really just very annoying and i do not like matt gargan so uh dakin <laughs> who is shitty knockoff wolverine it's his son and obviously norman osborne is the iron patriot so the setup for this is loki obviously we all know him detest slash love him uh is manipulating norman osborne to invade asgard which after the rebirth of thor he created above oklahoma for some odd reason so asgard (laughs) is a is a floating island above broxton oklahoma and right. Loki is manipulating um, Norman Osborn to invade. And he does. So this is about the invasion of Asgard from evil Avengers and who have control of the United States military. So yeah. it's very interesting. And uh, Jack, how about your uh, your second? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> So <laughs> I have to say, I've, I've, as I mentioned uh, before, to you, I've, I've started reading Siege, and it is, it is an odd blend of things. But I, de- I definitely, uh, it pulls you in. You want to read more for sure. Um, but yeah, so next up for me is um, again chapter one to three being one to three being free on Chone and Jump app, or again at the moment Viz apparently are doing this great deal one ninety nine now, so you can jump on that and read this. My second completed series. I'm going for those series which have some recognition, perhaps, but they're not. They're, they're either underrated, or perhaps they're not as well known as they could be. Um, so the next one I've picked is Siren. Now, Siren. Uh, I, I actually really enjoyed Siren. So basically, Siren is about um, espers. So some there's a theory going around about if you get a certain phone call, you could be walking down the street and all of a sudden the phone box will ring. If you answer the phone. And you, and you have this uh, phone card because it's it's set a few years ago, right? So you enter the phone card and you enter all the numbers in and, and you answer a question there basically over the phone. If you pass the test, then you get sucked into the world of Siren uh, and you can only escape by finding the phone in the in that world which will then take you out of it but it's it's a dystopian world it's all it's it's as if a nuclear bomb's gone off um there's certain um mutated beasts within it and the people that go into the world they'll all get a nosebleed and a headache and then when they wake up they'll be able to use esper powers so they'll be able to develop their own esper capabilities and that's really how the story goes now there's some great twists in terms of what the world of siren actually is and i'm not going to say that in case it spoils it for anybody but i actually think siren had the great premise 
and it was a good series. It just was a bit underrated, um, and it had some questionable things in it, but it was a bit underrated compared to some of the other big action shonen. But it's definitely something that I think is worth a read. Um, it's only 170-odd chapters, I think, which for manga isn't that long. <laughs> right. I know I've said that now, and you're like, ugh. But it's nothing compared to what I'm going to recommend for my third one, which I haven't put on the list yet. But I'm sure you can already <laughs> guess what it is. <laughs> which, anyway, we'll save, that for, we'll save that for a minute. We'll let Rob go again. So come on. Rob, tell us what your third and final one is. Well, the third one on mine was actually brought up. Um, you're talking with Jack on this podcast has made me sort of revisit the few bits of manga that I've wanted to get into and read from a long time ago. And one of the classic, classic series that first introduced me to the Japanese comic called Lone Wolf and Cub. This goes back decades now. Um, I think I love it. I st- I, it's 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 if you don't know, this is I don't know if this is really the how big was this in Japan? Do you know, Jack? Did this like start things off or was this already a was oh, it's w- big. was this it's, just a con- no, it's big in Japan. It's it, it's big in Japan. It got a massive Western following as well, but it's it's been big for a long time, right. Um, this was brought over in the eighties, um, by, by dark horse comics. And I had friends who, you know, basically handed this to me when I, as a comic book fan, I said, here, you need to read this. And I, I read scattershot issues of it, enjoyed it, didn't love it, but always wanted to get back into it. So this is my, this, I'm, I'm doing this not only as a recommendation for, for anybody listening, this is a recommendation for me to get back into lone wolf and cub. So Lone Wolf and Cub, and please forgive me of trying to say, you know, do pronounce Japanese names. Uh, but it's the story of Ogami, um, who is a former member of a, a specific um, a, a clan in, in Japan. He has been ostracized from his clan, and yep. he is carrying around his, he's traveling, try, he's basically seeking revenge on them. But the interesting thing is he's traveling this with his three-year-old son, Daigoro. Is that, that, is that all right there, Jack? Do you do okay? Uh, it's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good, actually, Daigoro. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty close. <laughs> and the, uh, the, the, so the story is really well done. But really, to, 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 to enjoy this series, the art is gorgeous it's probably the best black and white some of the best black and white art i've ever seen just mm. just just bleeds it was the original bleeds off the page type of artwork where it just you 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 feel like you could just step right into it yeah you, you know it's that vivid and beautiful it, and it's completely different than modern not, let me rephrase from most of the manga that comes over to to the West as touted as the current you know hot thing, it is very yeah, different yeah. from that art Definitely. style. It um, is and, for sure, and that's and that's I think that's why it appeal well, probably why it was brought over because it, I wouldn't say it's more Western because it definitely has an Eastern feel to it, but it doesn't have that exaggerated um, anatomy feel that uh, that a lot of manga has. This is very realistic very clear clear crisp and the story's you know just an absolute page turner so i am going to be getting into this just like everyone else is um so that that's 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 my recommendation there awesome excellent and fully backed by me i have to say (laughs) dan did you ever read lone wolf and cover is this new for you 
No, it's new, and I'm excited. Oh, I love it. It's brilliant. Yeah. Wow. I, as soon as you said he's, he's he's traveling with his very young son, it's just like... So, this is my softball. Death of the family. <laughs> Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo. It's very obvious, but if anyone out there has not read it, it's... Uh, it's the third volume of one of the most famous runs of the last decade. Well, I guess last decade. We're in a new one now. But you don't really need any any preamble, any any prior information on this except a knowledge of Batman and this information here. So in the New 52, which was the big reboot in, what was it, 2012? Yeah. 2011, 2012? Anyways. Sounds right. So... In Detective Comics number one of the New 52, Batman captures the Joker, sends him to Arkham Asylum, and Joker requests the doll maker to remove his face, which mm-hmm. in, in a very similar fashion to the movie Face Off from the 90s, because we all know that the face is only attached by the rim. So like if you <laughs> grab, grab the edge of your nose and stretch it out, it will come out. But, you know, so you just have to cut around the edge and so the end of Detective Comics oh, issue second. one in the new 52 is uh, Joker's face hanging from the wall in Arkham Asylum. And obviously he's escaped per per the usual. So this brings us to uh, Snyder and Capullo's new 52. And there are some crossovers, but they're not necessary. It crosses over with uh, Nightwing, Batgirl, Red Hood. And I believe there was a Batman and Robin back then. But they're yes. they're not essential to the story. So this is essentially Joker wanting to kill the Bat family. And except for Batman, he wants to obviously mentally torture the man who's already pretty mentally tortured. And the whole thing with Joker in this, this is the creepiest version of Joker that I can remember. It's Joker wearing the face that Dollmaker cut off on his face with like, with like a belt wrapped around to keep it you know in place and uh capullo does a really nice job of showing because obviously it's only like if you were thinking about wearing a mask it it's only connected at certain points so the top is like rolled down and there's it's just super creepy and you can see like the the damaged muscle tissue behind it and all the ligaments and stuff it's really gross and it adds to the effect of of just the overall creepiness and i would say the court of owls and night of owls are necessary reads but not to this story those two are also available on comicsology unlimited those two precede uh, death of the family and those are also Snyder and Capullo, but they're not necessary to this. So if you want a dose of Batman and you don't mind a bit of the extra creep factor, this is the way to go. Uh, I think overall Court of Owls and Night of Owls are a better story, but this one just it just had me hooked. And there's no there's no reason to go back and read anything else, but you can. It's it's yeah. worth it. They're not they're not essential to the story, but they're essential to your life. Like you need Definitely. those in your life. Sounds good. <laughs> and Rob, I, I know you read this this run is really good. I agree with you about the Court of Owls. I think it's a better story, but most people look to Batman for the iconic villains, not to see something new, not to see a new character that was created. And to your point of the creepiness of the Joker, 
the the scene I will always remember, and it's probably not the scene that most people would remember, is the first scene. Dan, do you remember when he goes back to when he's in when, when the Joker arrives at poli- at Gotham City Police Headquarters, and they just have the outline of his face, and he's in a workman's outlet outfit. It's an orange like sort of construction outfit, if I remember correctly. And like I think my memory is Jim Gordon's on one side, and he sees the Joker on the other side, and just. And the horror on his face of, oh, my God, what's about to happen is it just it brings the story really well home. Um, And there's some notes in this that where Scott Snyder goes down a road of the relationship between Batman and the Joker. That's really well done and well thought out. That makes complete sense. It's like an extension of what you already know rather than trying to recreate it or to go in some new direction just to give it something new. Right. So I agree with you. The, mm. Well, I well I think the, I like the other two better. You, you can't go wrong with this one. Yeah. So Dan, would you say then that you'd prefer Gotham High if Jack's face gets cut off and put back on? Absolutely. Wouldn't you? <laughs> True. <laughs> so uh, Jack, uh, I know you haven't read this one yet, but for yeah. you especially, I would recommend. Court of Owls, Night of Owls into this, but not, yeah. uh, of course, not fully necessary. What is your uh, third and final choice? So I have decided that because we may not be getting new comics, I've just gone for the most obvious, which is what Rob asked me not to do, but also what I think is because you, the best option because you get so many chapters. So my recommendation isn't one manga, it isn't two. I'm going to recommend the big three. So I want you to read Bleach, Naruto, and One Piece. Now I'm not going to bother describing any of them to you because everybody at least knows the premise, but just to give you a figure, 2361, that is currently with the current One Piece number. If you read them all, you get in 2361 issues I'm recommending you to read. Oh my that's god. A def- that's definitely a way to kill time. So there are 686 chapters of Bleach, there are 700 chapters of Naruto, and there are currently 975 chapters of One Piece. So people, if you want to be able to kill time, and you want to know what all the hype was about for all the years and you never bothered, you've got 2,361 chapters there to go through. Have at it. <laughs> oh boy. Jack, I'm, I'm not sure, but I don't think I'll be able to read all of them to discuss by the time <laughs> we meet next week. No, I'm not, I'm not expecting... So this is so just to let everybody know, we had a Google Doc where we put down our ideas, and, and there's a reason why I didn't put this in here, because I wasn't expecting either of you to, to do this. Um, that's why I haven't put it in the doc, but it's... it's for, as, a, as a recommendation for people that you know they know that okay maybe not every arc is perfect but they, they're, they're great stories they're held for a reason if you grab this 2.99 or 1.99 currently app you can read all of them for you know within that every chapter is on there you're yeah. getting 2361 chapters of three of the biggest names in in manga yeah i actually uh, i read one piece last week so all 975 so yeah I'm I'm in there with you. <laughs> yeah, somehow so it was Yeah, I wish that was true, but somehow I don't believe you. <laughs> ah. um, no, but it's, seriously, come on! If, if you're going to tell somebody to read something which is proven track record, and if the people have nothing to do right now but read for yeah. one ninety nine, you're not going to get a better deal than that. That's true. Is uh, My Hero Academia is that on Viz? It's, 
yeah, I mean, listen, I can I can list off all the big names that you want. So like I, the ones I've recommended, Siren, 145 chapters, Bakelman, 176 chapters, Death Note's on here as well, Bleach, 686, Dragon Ball Z's on here if you want to read that, My Hero Academia up to the latest chapter is on here, which is 200 and something, I forget, uh, to... What is my hero academia at currently? Just uh, two six six. I know it was two six six. I can't remember what. Um, uh, what. Twin Star Exorcist is a fairly good name. A uh, Platinum End. So that's created again by the same people that did Buckleman and Death Note. That's rather than being focused on a devil, it actually focuses on an angel in a world which seems to be connected to the Death Note world. Dan, you might like that. It's called Platinum End. Um, but yeah, Black Clover, uh, Doctor Stone. Uh, you know, all of the big names, Haikyuu, Jujutsu Kaisen, all the things we've talked about before, they're all on this app. My Hero yeah. Academia, One Punch Man, you know, the big three, Boruto, if you really want to waste your time. I mean, you know, there is so much stuff on here. Dragon Ball, <laughs> Z, you know, it is one ninety nine. I don't think you're going to get a better deal for one ninety nine so, if you want to read a manga. Yeah, I mean, I brought that up because My Hero Academia is, I mean, I'm currently into that, very into that. So, just to throw on top of your recommendations, which I don't think 975 or 2000, whatever you said, were enough. So <laughs> well, I, My Hero yeah, Academia, I did, I did really it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a fun time. It's a superhero story, and obviously I'm into those. And it's it's really nice. It's it's an underdog story through and through, and I, I really enjoy it. And if it's part of, if you guys out there get the Viz, you know, the Viz $1.99 I mean that is a bargain if I've ever heard one, and if you if you get into that, My Hero Academia is is a lot of fun. Listen, I would honestly honestly say even if you only enjoy one story on here for a dollar ninety nine or what a pound ninety nine, it's still worth it because you're getting the entire story within that price. Yep. So you know even if you only liked one of the stories, two, three, four of the stories on here out of the 50 or whatever stories they've got on. I mean, there's over 10,000 chapters of manga on this app and you're paying a $1.99 a month for it. Yeah. it's That is got, just, yeah. it's an absolutely incredible price. It's it's almost hard to believe, but it's real, so. Yeah, exactly. And again, we, what we have to stress is this is the legal versions as well, so we're not telling you to spend a $1.99 to go rip it off a torrent or something, you know, it's it's legal. Yep. Yeah. it's pretty wild it's all right so uh those were our recommendations and we will yeah. we'll be reviewing those coming up as as long as well <laughs> with the exception of one piece and uh naruto no, no i'm not uh, yeah <laughs> but, yeah like i said one piece naruto and bleach you don't have to do those three but yeah try and read the first three chapters of Bakuman and Zyron and uh, yeah see what you think of those yeah and we'll we'll review them on upcoming episodes hopefully you know we get back to normal soon, but until then, Comixology Unlimited, viz.com, and uh, they also have a, the app, a cell phone app. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, check those out and enjoy, honestly. Just yeah. try, and, try and escape for a little while. So we're going to move on. We're going to talk about our picks of the week. Transformers versus Terminator. This is issue one, and this is by... It's written had two writers, which usually you'll you'll have one writer, two artists, but by David Marriott and John Barber, and the art by Alex Milne. So this was a very interesting it was kind of a, a back and forth I had in my head about this one. Because as soon as I saw the title, it's like, no, that 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 doesn't seem very good. Transformers versus Terminator. But the more I thought about <laughs> it, it was 
I just picture post-apocalyptic uh, heroes. Uh, trans, you know, Mega or Megatron is not the hero. Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, all those guys fighting off the. What do you mean? Megatron <laughs> is the hero. <laughs> fighting off the 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 cyborg invasion and that kind of thing. But this story flips it. It's actually the villain, Starscream, Megatron, fighting against um, Arnold-type Terminators, you know, Schwarzenegger, and they're the heroes. So we start off this issue, and we're in a post-apocalyptic scenario, of course, and the, the Transformers are in control. And one of the, the T-800s, the Terminators, escapes to the past in the 1980s, and... It's really interesting because it's the very same thing that we get in the Terminator movies where there's the like the electric ball and the naked man or woman pops out of it and he's got to find clothes, you know, the usual. And it just that part was a real nostalgia trip for me. It was was very interesting. And the mission of the T-800 is to stop a volcano from erupting. And he's too late. So his his next mission is to is to look. Sorry, these notifications is to locate the I guess there's a pod. So the volcano erupting activates the Transformers. Mm -hmm. They're they're buried inside of it. And the object of the T-800 is to find them and and kill them or, you know, as best he can before before they wake up and bring about the end of the world. Yeah. It does have Sarah Connor in it briefly. And I knew you should say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was wondering, is this a is this a continuity story or is it just a like an alternate timeline? Because they don't mention anything about the other Terminator. It's clearly not the Arnold Terminator. And there's no mention of it it seems like a pre I gotta turn this off, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> these notifications are popping up just like quick just send more hurry. notifications put him off put him off <laughs> no they're uh it's gone okay there's no john connor or anything like that so it seems like a pre maybe maybe when she was a lot younger so i don't i don't know if they'll they'll continue into that but it was a really fun issue it was kind of what i expected except in reverse I totally thought it was just going to be a post-apocalyptic war where the, uh, the what the hell are they called? Optimus Prime in them. I'm sure you know, Rob. Autobots? Autobots, Jesus Yeah, Christ. the Autobots versus the Decepticons. <laughs> uh, where I thought it was just going to be Autobots, you know, wiping out. I thought it was just going to be big wartime thing, but it's more of the same of what we get in the usual Terminators, which I'm all for. It's a It's a different story, but more of the same so i mean it was fun it, this issue i believe was 4.99 which is a bit of a it's a bit of a stretch but <laughs> i would say there's there's not a real reason to pick this one up but you can you know i i've pretty much laid it out for you but you can follow it going forward whenever we get you know our normal issues again but i'll be following it it it, it was definitely worth the read i had fun in I guess that's all that matters in comics, right? My pick of the week is Guardian of the Witch. Uh, so this is one of the newer mangas coming out on the Shonen Jump app. 
So this is chapter nine, which is the latest chapter. Chapter ten will come out the weekend. Um, and Guardian of a Witch is basically it's set in a world which is um, it's fantasy but dystopian. It's a bit broken up, and basically people live in cities, but they're constantly under attack from monsters. Um, and each city is protected by a witch, and the witch has a guardian. Um, and I guess you can tell where the story is going from. That is about the guardian of the witch, but um, it's not quite as conventional as that. So, without trying to give too much away, how a witch—I mean, it's not much to get away. We're only nine chapters in, but basically, how a witch works is they are um, the evils which attack the cities and everything like that. They're implanted with some of their DNA, so over time, they eventually mutate into the to the monsters themselves but whilst they are still in control they're able to use magic and the like to protect everybody and the guardian's job without so the, the guardian in, in our story doesn't actually know this until uh, he's asked to do it but a guardian's job is to kill the witch when she goes out of control and then basically a new witch is raised and, and so they're a partnership raised up and but the guardian is actually supposed to murder the witch when she goes out of control um and how the story effectively starts is is or you know the first couple of chapters go is that our guardian decides to rebel against this order and tries to save his witch um, <laughs> and separate her off i don't know what that noise was in my ear but i know i'll take it um but yeah so he's trying to, to save his witch and go from there um, and, and we're nine chapters in right now and he, and basically the latest chapter is um, he's meeting an ex-guardian who had to kill his witch because she he couldn't save her um, and she's um, and he's the older guardian whose name is Drake is offering to train him uh, our main you know our main character our protagonist and so he'll get strong enough to defend his witch from the city-state and everyone else that they, they ran away from, who now is treating them as traitors and as, as um, putting them on a hit list. And basically, you know, we're only nine chapters in, as I mentioned, and it seems to be interesting. It has the potential, I think, to be a, a good series. Uh, I just have to really see where it goes from here. Awesome. And just another example of this Viz Media is just a steal. Uh, do yeah. you think, I, I was just thinking about this while you're, you were talking, was... Do you think that there it's such a cheap entry price because people just kind of illegally retrieve it most yeah. of the time instead? Uh, let's let's be real. I, I think compared to comics, manga and anime is so much more ripped off, which is why Crunchyroll, Funimation, is they're all relatively cheap when you consider the amount of comic content and, and related media you have on you know Crunchyroll's the most expensive but it has some mangas and, and as well as the anime you know Funimation isn't that expensive for the amount of shows you get um, and, and Viz again is is the price is minuscule because it's I guess it's better to earn something than nothing right yeah and I would say just out there just please just go and, and don't don't rip it off especially at this oh. this cheap of a price just if you want these creators to keep making more stuff I mean I know it's such a exactly. It's just such a small price that it's it's worth it. And all of these things that Jack has brought up today have been on this app, which is insane. Yep. Yep. They're all on the app. In fact, everything apart from when I let you talk me into Sweetheart, which was a mistake. But anyway, apart from everything I've talked about on this podcast has been on this app. Yeah. Everything. For sure. Jack, yeah. do you know that the creators, um, do they get money directly from Shonen or they get a flat fee from the publishers that probably includes kickbacks based off of their so, popularity on Shonen? So, no, they are paid. Um, they're paid 
dependent on um, their their volume sales, their tanker one sales. And obviously on, on the Viz app or on the website, you can, rather than choosing to, to read the comics separately, you can choose to order the volumes. So physical sales as well as digital sales are all included. Um, and also they are paid, I think, depending on where they're listed in the magazine. So number one gets more money than number 20, I think, basically, in terms of popularity of the series. Um, the, the higher, the better position you are, the, the better money you earn but i think i do think they are all at least paid a basic sort of flat fee per either by per page count or per issue i can't remember um funnily enough if you read Bakuman, it will explain to you how authors get paid so there's a clue go read that people <laughs> yeah there we go and jack how much do you get paid by shonen jump i just want to know you know so we need to do full listen. disclosure for the audience listen Shonen Jump, Viz, call, call me. We can discuss this. I'll take, I'll take something, you know, anything. But anyway, um, no, I don't get paid anything, but I would quite happily love to. No, it's the thing is, I, I just think it's, it's, you know, as as Dan has very rightly pointed out, it's a steal. It is so cheap, and also you're supporting the creator by doing yeah. this by paying next to nothing. You're supporting the creator. Um, in order to keep getting this level of content and you know I am sure in a couple of years Viz will rack the price up but again I can't imagine them going hugely massive I make, they'll probably make it four ninety nine or something like that a month which even then I still think even is so. a ridiculous price yes. yeah, for what you get but at the moment especially I mean it's one ninety nine at the moment you're paying less for this than you're paying for half the issues we've talked about of comics for the whole yep. thing, for the whole library, <laughs> for the cost of an eight point four ounce Red Bull, you're getting yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, so, yeah, so check those out. And uh, next week, we're going to be we're going to start our reviews of our of our comicsology and Viz recommendations, and we're going to start with Rob's first pick, Strangers in Paradise by Terry Moore. Yeah, so. And we'll uh, we'll continue on from there. We'll have that plus more, and Jack's revenge finally next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan Dan's read it. We should point out Dan's read yes. what I've suggested. But next week I'm going to ruin him. So that's a wig in a stay. All right. Uh, anything else from your end, Rob? No, all good on this side. You guys have a good one. Stay safe and find some good stuff to keep you occupied out there from our recommendations or anything that you guys have out there. If you want to send them our way, that's all, all, also would be greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Well yeah, said. Sure. See you next time. I suppose you must think this rather odd. Why? Anyway, it's only temporary. Just until we can get a real geek.
Psychologists admit the validity of mental telepathy uh -huh. under certain... Uh-huh. I thought this looked like one of those joints. I'm sure you could have. How did you know my mother was dead? I didn't. I just had a feeling that your question wasn't on the level. I figured you were trying to make a chump out of me. It's just common sense. It's not so common. I don't know about that. Why? I've got that same feeling right now. <laughs> <laughs> 